the warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching! This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling! To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a teacher in a small primary school in Northamptonshire at the moment. I teach year one and two. And I'm Nicola, and I'm teaching in a school in Southampton. I've been involved in primary education for 28 years, and I've also taught at university, hopefully inspiring another generation of teachers as well. And today we are exploring what art and music we can create with an incredible story created by a pupil from the year three and four class of Kern Endgame Primary School. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Bright, Brave, But Broken. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator as of January 2023, you'll also get the story as a special edition paperback, brightly illustrated by Mario Coelho, a special large print edition that's perfect for shared reading and including 16 written lesson plans based on the discussion we're about to have. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and educator members of our Epic Book Club can access the ebook and lesson plans through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's signed up to our book club so far, because by doing so, you're also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every single week. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen, Nicola, Billy and GZ. We really need to bring GZ in a little bit more because he's such a central role in the story, isn't he? But we finished last week uh, just uh, starting to dip our toes in possible artistic ideas for using the story. So let's see how we get on with that with ages four to seven, Helen, shall we? What what was the art that you would like your ages four to seven to create? Uh, Well, as with many of my ideas around the story, it's all do with birds <laughs> all to do it sorry gazelle sorry gazelle. sorry Jesus. i know i don't know why i just <laughs> birds i don't know i just i just thought we'd have a bird themed <laughs> couple of weeks jeezy G- is so awesome he he, he wouldn't <laughs> he care he wouldn't care. need anything made to you know, flatter him exactly <laughs> and the first thought i had was around printing using feathers so part oh. of the art curriculum is printing learning how to print you know using a variety of different objects and materials i thought this would be a bit of a different mm. one printing with feathers if you can find feathers around and about that would be a great way to get the children involved in finding the means by which to do their printing if not you know you can get packets of feathers in craft shops i thought it'd be great mm-hmm. for the children to have a go at printing with the feathers and see what patterns they can make in the early years just exploring you know just letting the children explore as if they do yeah. this what could they create with this what happens if they use these colors and those colors and then in key stage one looking a bit more formally at how how printing works creating patterns what happens if we overlay the different colors when we print and then once children have had to go exploring I thought they could create a piece of artwork, you know, a bird, maybe a billy, (laughs) Um, Mm. using printing with the feathers and getting them to use colours, you know, yellow, but creating shades of darker yellowy orange and mixing those shades together in the prints to create a piece of billy artwork. And, you know, if we we did want to bring Gazelle into this, when you said 
printing i thought you could also maybe take a, a gazelle hoof because they are the the cloven kind of animal i oh, think yes. i think i'm right with that yeah. so i don't know maybe you can maybe get your potato printing that you may use for printing <laughs> that's right yeah and, and make them into a hoof shape and you could maybe combine the ideas then couldn't you use gazelle's hooves to do the printing with the feathers yeah I don't know whether that could work, but that, that would be something both the friends could could try together and, and your children could help them to do that. I think that would work really well. And there's a bit of a science link there to do with the prints, you know, animal features and the prints they make. And you could have oh, you yeah. could have another potato with a bird print on. <laughs> <laughs> and when you've when you've got the prints, you could actually print them onto like a bag, like which children could then either sell or raise money for a charity linked to birds, potentially. So they kind of go one step further because you're helping the environment by printing on a bag and people Good using it. Oh, yeah. yes. And you're ineffectively helping birds as well. The one that comes straight to mind is Diabetes UK because um, the hummingbird is their logo. Oh, is okay. I, I think it's because I remember speaking to someone from the charity once who said the hummingbird is the only creature that doesn't have insulin. I think that was oh. it or, or something about the perfect balance that is required between you know how much mm-hmm. insulin you've got and how much food you've taken the hummingbird represented that in some way Um, and and of course you've also got the rspb that's going to be quite quite (laughs) an easy connection with birds to make so yeah that's a that's a lovely idea i did have one other little idea and all it all it was was um a bit of observational art in science when i was talking about children learning the features of different birds and what they look like i thought you could take the opportunity to do some really nice observational artwork so print out some lovely big pictures of the different birds and get children to mm. paint using you know watercolors or finger painting or any anything you want to do to create some bird artwork because there's you know lovely lovely birds thinking of the uk you know lovely little garden birds which they're just beautiful and we don't often get to look at them close up (laughs) Mm. and so to to be able to get children to to look at some big images of the birds and their features and do whatever you feel like i say what you feel like whatever's on your art curriculum (laughs) whatever medium (laughs) you want to use i thought it'd be great to do that and i like the idea of using maybe some finger finger printing again it links in with the printing you can use body parts so you do some finger painting Mm. to to create some birds or use some watercolors or you know colored pencils just looking really closely yeah, well, at the details. Well, fing- fingerprinting is very good for feathers, isn't yes. it? Because um, the, the fingerprints do kind of give you the feigny yeah, style that true. you get from, from feathers. Yeah. You can't see this, those people listening, but my, my brother and his partner are really into feeding their birds. And I'm going to quickly just show you to a video. They take slow motion vid- videos of, of a robin oh. coming, coming, taking food from their hands. And every time I go to their house, they're feeding the birds. Oh, lovely. Um, if there's a way of, um, like yeah. you said, Helen, getting some pictures or the children themselves taking (laughs) pictures if you've got a bird table outside your classroom taking some photographs and something yeah. we do a lot more now with yeah. the older age range, it, it sort of links more to secondary school as well, is using sketchbooks. So we look at artwork already from previous artists and then we observe how they've, what media they've yes. used hmm. or what techniques they've used to create that in our sketchbooks. And then the children themselves create a piece of art sort of inspired mm-hmm. by other people. So ha- having a, a video like I showed you or having photographs, but looking at observations of other artists there's lots of amazing artwork even if you just google famous bird art it's yeah incredible images and then using that to inspire them to create their own painting or sketch so <laughs> kind of linked to the sort of media yeah. you were talking about helen and then i had this idea of collage and the idea of i kind of want to link it to the pshe as well having our main character mm. billy in the middle with 
bright yellow feathers coming out and having sort of some of the images from the story around him. Or if you wanted to, as a whole class, showing a whole big, a very big collage of the whole story, every child taking a different aspect. I remember in my first year of teaching, I had the whole of the wall at the back of my classroom. Yeah. It was a year three class, so age seven and eight. And every child did a part of it. It was almost like a, a journey of a story that we did. And we spent weeks on it, but it, it became something I never, ever wanted to take down because it was absolutely beautiful. And it, it became, every <laughs> child did a, like a brick sort of section <laughs> yeah. of, of the collage. And I think that could work really well here as well. And using different materials, like we talked about shiny materials wow. before, absolutely different materials to, to represent the story. I say it could be the story or it could be that every child has yeah. Billy and then uses PSHE ideas of of like dreaming of, of things they want to do in the future and ambition and, and so on within the idea of, of, of a collage as well. So it could be personal for them. Billy could mm. be in the middle and their ideas for their future career as a star footballer or mm. as um, an amazing friend. We've talked about that as well. Could be within that collage as well. So I think collage <laughs> would, would, would bring it alive. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, some really beautiful ideas there for um, visual arts to be created. But uh, Helen, for ages four to seven, you also had some musical ideas for them to create, didn't you? Yes. So I don't really know classical music at all, but <laughs> there's a piece that I really like called The Lark Ascending uh, by Vaughan Williams. Hmm. It's all about lark. It's ending up high, high, higher and higher. And, you know, got this violin playing up the highest registers. And it's just a beautiful piece of music. So I thought you could just do some work with your class around that piece of music. So you could have children just listen to it. It's something that's lovely for children to do with any age range is just listen to music. And what I like to do is give them a piece of paper and get them just to draw as they listen to the music. And sometimes I might give them an idea first about what the music's supposed to be about, but sometimes I might not hmm. and just get them to listen to the music and respond or they could respond through dance. You know, how does the music make them feel? What images does it put into their heads? And then the, the you know, the main instrument is a, is a violin, which is a good opportunity to look at the, the family of stringed instruments with your class mm -hmm. and watch, watch some YouTube videos of someone playing the Lark Ascending because children, when they watch, they actually see people playing instruments. They've they're fascinated uh, you know you just, it's it's mesmerizing I, I, I mean I find it too as well you know watching someone play an instrument well they're yeah. just so clever <laughs> they make it look so they easy make as well, it look damn so them. easy um, <laughs> so you use some YouTube videos to look at stringed instruments watch the piece of music being played and this as I, as I mentioned the piece of music goes very very high so then you can talk about pitch and do some games around pitch and in you know introduce children to some tuned instruments not really violin I wouldn't suggest unless mm. they know how to play it it's um <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know it'd be a xylophone and get the children in in small groups to to create some some piece of music using the higher end of the scale fantastic that's all we have time for in this episode folks if you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast or if there's a subject you're soon to teach that you'd like us to cover you can find us on social media using at teach happily or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Just a reminder that you can also get these lesson ideas as written lesson plans in the special educator edition of Bright, Brave but Broken by finding it on Amazon. Or have new collections of stories and lesson plans from all across the curriculum sent to you every single month by joining the Epic Book Club. 
check our show notes for details or visit epictales.co.uk. Tomorrow, Billy and GC will help us teach geography. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! cheerio. And, and we, we hope, hope to hear your, your story, story soon! soon.